Episode number 31.3. Tonight we have another Desert Island Games first. Apart from the technical problems, we are breaking new ground here on Desert Island Games. First, we had the first female. Then we had our first guest from mainland Europe. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first returning guest. Yes, that's right. He loved it so much the first time he's back for more. It's the King of Teletext himself, Mr. Harold Rutherford-Jack. Yes, we're going to take you back to the past. Welcome, sir. I think we're actually live on air now, so... Yes, well, thank you very much, Mr. Jail76Gaming, a.k.a. Mr. Desert Island Games, as you've been typecast. Yes, <laughs> typecast into that role. Well, it's not a bad thing to be typecast into, I've got to admit. Indeed. It's better, better than being the host of Retro and Lim Live. Yeah, yeah, nobody would want that gig. No. I've actually, um, well, not technically, but um, I've actually co-tried it with Dave uh, and it is very stressful and uh, how you do it on your own I'll never know <laughs> I don't do it on my own I have little elves that help me the teletext elves the teletext elves also Barry Yak it's funny you should mention that because my next line was um, you are also of course the beloved brother of Barry Reginald Yak <laughs> not anymore because I have killed him for the purposes of entertainment in a snuff film do Yaks each eat other Yaks Yes. There well, I got st- the thing was, I got stuck on a desert island with him, so I had to eat him. There was no other choice. I hate fish, you see. Yanks don't like fish. Mm. Very oily. I guess it was either you were going to eat him or he was going to eat you situation, so... Yeah. Yeah. Had to eat or be eaten. Exactly. I can still taste him now! <laughs> this is getting weird. Can we move on, please? Yes. Now, people may be, may be wondering if indeed anybody's actually listening, because we're an hour late. Um, people may be wondering why I've got a guest on for the second time, only 13 episodes in. And I, yeah, and it would be right to wonder. However, I'd like to point out that I have three good reasons to ask the yak back. Firstly, he was the first, first ever guest of this show, and it was back in old format before it was live. And I feel Harold Rutherford Jack deserved a live show on this format on the Retro Online Network. Number two, I have also relaxed the rules in the choice of games, so they no, no longer need to be retro. Although I'm not advising future guests to pick all new games, but seeing as the rules are relaxed, um, Harry felt that he would pick a new list of games. And number three, I don't have a number three. <laughs> Number three, yes, number three is uh, I get live entertainment via the Yak guitar. What is this tune Twelve Bar Blues. Do you want to give us a tune before you start? Yes. <clears throat> this one's called Desert Island Games. No, it isn't really. <laughs> this was a request by Mr. JL76Gaming. It's yeah. called 
What was that song by John Cage? Three minutes sixteen or something. House of Rising Sun. Oh yeah, that was it. Sorry. The animals. Okay, here we go. Pettenley. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's an end? <laughs> okay then, forget that. This isn't Musician's Corner, is it? It's Desert Island Games. Okay, so, how are things in the world of Teletext? That's my first question. Nope. you're a artist. Well, not very good, because unfortunately there's only one service remaining in the UK. So, if you live in Teletext, then it's a very sad existence in this day and age, I'm afraid. But was there not some big Teletext festival or something going on recently? Yes, that's correct. It's happening in Berlin next month. That's August 2014 for the people out there. Vote for me. Oh, so it's still to happen after it happened. Yes. And um, also, listen out on the BBC World Service in a couple of weeks' time because I'm hopefully going to be on it. Mm. Hopefully it'll be a bit more professional than this particular episode. Possibly, probably. Yeah. Well, it is the BBC, is it? You're listening yeah. to the BBC with me, Harry Eck. So, are you going to Berlin? Maybe, maybe not. I haven't decided yet. I may sack it off and go to Revival instead. Video games, teletext. Video games, teletext. Oh, thing is, I can't speak German either. Mind you, I can't speak Wolverhamptonese, so... Well, funny enough, I was going to ask you about Revival, um, but before we go to that and build on the subject of teletext, I've actually devised a quiz. Oh, I love quizzes. Yeah. How did you know I love them? <laughs> <laughs> because I've been on a quiz with you. <laughs> um, Retro Mastermindless. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. by Mr. Novabug, youtube.com slash Novabug. Yeah, mm. hashtag Novabug. I'm not going to tell you who won between us two. No, no. Hashtag <laughs> I lost. <clears throat> but only just... Hashtag, I lost but only just. That Harry Yak is a complete idiot. I've run out of character. General knowledge let me down, I'm afraid. Also, to tell you the truth, my specialist subject was Games World. I hope I'm not giving away too much here. Sorry, spoilers, spoilers. And yeah, one regret that I have is that I picked that category because all the questions were really, really, really long. And I think I only got one question that I passed. And still, he only managed to read out 13 or 12. Mind you, he got through all 15 of yours and got right back round to the first one. Yeah, but unfortunately, I only get 13 of mine's correct. Oh. But it was quite a good score, 13 out of 15, considering I only get 4 out of 15. If I had just got that Wally question right, it would have been a draw. That's how close it was. <sighs> if only you could go back and edit it. Ah. Wally B-feed. Why didn't I know that? You'll never forget that, will you? You know, when you go back for the semi-final, he's going to ask you a question about him, isn't he? So be prepared. I don't even think he'll make the semi-final. I think I might be outside the top four. Really? You only got one point less than me, and I'm something like third currently, aren't I? Uh, what happened is, I can't remember, I think somebody, I think it was a console snob, come back on to do his second part. And he got so many points, and he's now got the same points as me. But for really? some inexplicable reason, he's put console snob above me, even though we've got the same points. So it's a bit dodgy. Alphabetical order, probably. 
It's like those idiots on CVAX who always order the table, the football league table, by the alphabet instead of the points difference. Uh, hold on, I'm going to change my username to um, AL76Gaming. <laughs> Hashtag AL76Gaming. Yeah. So I've got a quiz for you here. And, yes. Um, it's a, tel- a teletext quiz. Uh, yes, come on. I'm going to love this. Now, I, first of all, I don't know how hard or easy... I, I mean, I would assume they're hard, but knowing that you know teletext, they're probably easy. And also, if I'm factually incorrect with anything which I program, then feel, feel free to laugh at me. Well, basically, I could just say everything that you say is wrong and get 10 out of 10. Just give stupid questions. <laughs> What's happening, for some reason, is um, the... On air broadcast of this is going to go off air, but we've all continued to record, so. Oh, right. At least, it's, at least it's working somehow, you know. Okay. Sorry, guys. We're going to have to go. I think what's happened is I've, when I've finally managed to get you connected to the call, I've got you connected to the original call. Oh, dear. So. Oh, well. So, what does this mean? Do we have to start a new call? No, no. It just means we carry on, uh, but it will record. And um, it will go on iTunes afterwards. Okay, guys, if you want to hear the Teletext quiz, please, tomorrow or after this... Half an hour after this, it finishes, which will be around about half eleven. Midnight, maybe. So you at midnight, you might get this show on iTunes. You will get this on iTunes. This show on iTunes. <laughs> if I was quick, I could go and try... Oh, no, we're not quick. I could go and try and edit the episode so that it gives me more time but I think what's actually happened is when I've created a new episode I've not set it for two hours I've only set it for 15 minutes (laughs) well that's the least of the technical problems tonight so we'll let you off okay folks we are about to go off off air Um, before we go off air I do apologize for the catalogue disasters uh, you, you're no longer going to get a live show just now, but you will, I promise you, you get it on iTunes uh, round about midnight tonight, and you'll definitely get it on um, YouTube um, over the next couple of days. So, sorry. <laughs> right. Okay, the quiz. The quiz. Good luck editing that, by the way. Thank you. Now, as I was saying, um, this might not be factually correct. Um, I made this quiz up in ten minutes, so. Right, number one. Bamboozle was a popular quiz on Channel 4 Teletext, as you know. Yes. Apart from Bamber Boozler, can you name two out of the three other Boozler family members? It was Brian Boozler, who I believe was his brother, although it was never explained. We just assumed it was his brother or maybe a strange acquaintance. He was the host of the sports quiz. Right. And Buster Boozler, who was the son of Bamber Boozler. Right. And he hosted the kids' quiz. Okay. And also there was, oh, what was the name of the woman? His wife, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, oh, goodness. She used to come on when you got a wrong answer saying, unfortunately, you are wrong, fool. Go back to the start. <laughs> That's yeah. all she was good for, unfortunately. But I've forgotten her name, and for good reason. Right, I'm going to give you that, um, because I've not got Brian. I think what I've done here is I've got a hold of his family's name, as in his wife and his two children. Okay. Not, not his brother, but you're probably, you're, you're probably quite correct with, with um, Brian being a brother, so I'll give you that. Was uh, there a Beatrice Boozler? There must be a Beatrice Boozler. The, name, the names I've got, uh, and I think the wife is possibly Bonnie. Bonnie, okay. 
I don't remember. Uh, the other two names we've got, Buster, you've got that. And the other name we've got is Bambet. Ah, yes, Bambet. So I think I think that's his immediate family and not his brother. So um, that's maybe worded incorrectly, the, the, the question. Okay, so I got that wrong, basically. It was... It was assumed that Brian Boozler was Bamba Boozler's brother, I think, but there's no evidence on the internet. Yeah. It's probably not true, so give me yeah. a big X for that question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <clears throat> now, the UK text was created in the early 70s by Phillips, the designer for VDUs, but what was his name? By Phillips? According to my sources, I might be wrong. As I said, I might be factually incorrect. It was CFAX, but the one before it, you mean, what it was called, was the working title? Not necessarily, because there might be a question on that later as well. Could you repeat <laughs> the question, please, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> the UK Teletext was created in the early 1970s by Phillips, the designer for VDUs, but what was his name? Oh, uh, right. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> I've forgotten. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I'm going to kick myself when I hear it. Do I have a guess? No, you're not even... Bamba Boozler. That is correct. No, it's not. <laughs> it's actually a, a book called John Adams. Ah, yes, of course. I of should course. have known that. Wait a minute, wasn't he a president of the United States as well? He's a very busy man. Yes. Now, I might well have got these questions in the wrong order, because I maybe should have said one first, because they... It's going to be a bit of a giveaway, but hey-ho. The first test transmissions were made by the BBC in which year? Oh, was it 1974? Nope. Oh, 73? Yes, correct. Oh, OK. CFAX is 40 years old in September. And it's no longer alive. Yeah. I'm hopefully going to be getting a project together for that. So if there's anybody listening out there who'll carry a teletext project... Hey, I'm your man. <laughs> right. Number four. General I'm doing Fo very well here, am I? <laughs> the questions might be too obscure. Uh, but anyway, General Post Office, was, which later became BT, researched a similar concept in the 60s. This was known as what? Press tell. Nope. Hmm. View data. Yes. Because hey. Prestel, of course, was a view data system. Prestel came much later. I'm sounding like a right teletext geek here, aren't I? Well, it's a special subject, apart from Games World. World. What is this? Retro Master Mindless? I'm doing quite <laughs> rubbish, considering. It's a laid-back, Mogadon version of Retro Master Mindless. <laughs> with guitar playing by Harold Rutherford Yak. Right. This might be an obscure one for you. Okay. <clears throat> One of the most prominent prominent providers was an American cable. Sorry, I'll try. I guess I'm, I'm not worried about being able to have it. It's okay. There's editing in this show. You can yeah. chop it down. Uh, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be one of the most prominent providers in America was an American cable channel, uh, WTBS. It ran from the early 80s to 1993. What was it called? The Teletext Service. Ah, well, that's that should be worded. My apologies. One of the most prominent providers of teletext in America uh, was on American cable channel WTBS. It ran from LA East to 1993. What was it called? Hmm. Was it NITO? 
No. Key facts. Nope. See, this is maybe a bit too obscure, I apologise. No, the thing is, I'm not a big technical whiz at teletext. I'm just a mere designer, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, I'll uh, get it in a minute. So I'll get it. <laughs> is it... Is it... Uh, are you I'm, giggling? Are you giggling? No, I've no idea. It's Apparently it's called Elektra. Okay. There I should have go. got that, but never mind. <laughs> this is going to sound really geeky now, but my university dissertation was on Teletext Art, and probably I've answered all those questions in that. It was... Six years ago now, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I apologise about the um, probably factually incorrect questions, but we got there in the end. No, I think you're correct. It's just that I'm a complete steaming idiot. <laughs> Plus, you weren't prepared for that. <laughs> it was fun, though. I think I got one question right on the second attempt. Yes. No, you got two. You got 1973 in the second attempt. Yes. And you got the, um, the name of that... Um, 60s one by BT in the same. Oh yes, of yeah. course. I got two points then. Well, thank you. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that brightened <laughs> that brightened my Monday evening up no yeah. end. I'm not saying that Desert Island Games doesn't usually brighten up my Monday evening. Oh. It's just that that was particularly nice. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned revival earlier on. You said you might go to that instead of going to um, Berlin to the teletext thing. Um, well, that was going to be my question. Are you going to revival? Or are you still thinking about it? It's either one or the other. I yeah. think Revival is going to be just about winning. And, guys, if you listen out on the Retro Unlimited Network in the next couple of weeks, we've got some pretty big announcements regarding Revival. I'm not going to reveal anything yet because I think it's still embargoed. But what's the weekend? Is it the... 9th and 10th, isn't it? The 9th and 10th. Yeah. Ah, no, Wigan Athletic played that weekend. But never mind. <laughs> ah. Now, me and my friend were in very advanced discussions about going down on the 9th and 10th to Revival. Um, we've got a mate that lives in Birmingham, which is very close by to Wolverhampton. Right. And uh, we were going to stay over with him. And uh, we'd sorted it all out with him. He said, yeah, come down, lads. We'll put you up. We'll get you some beers in. We can sit out in the balcony that I've got in my flat and we can enjoy the sun, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we then looked into travel ticket prices and... No. Um, I think it was £85 train in oh. return. Um, we looked into going down on the plane, which was working out at 77. Okay. And I worked out uh, on the bus we could get there back for £30, which was oh. acceptable, but my, my mate, he doesn't do buses. Oh, we should get a retro on Limbus going, a Sherevan. Come on! An over, a chip in a fiver. A Nova bus. Yes, that's it, Nova. If you're listening, please do donate your bus. We'll pay you 25 pence or however much it is to ride on the bus these days, and we can all go down there on the Saturday. Yes. And I'm also not making play in October because I'm going on holiday. So. Oh! That sucks, man. <sighs> yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, also look out for us at Play Expo because we may be hosting something. It's still in the very early stages yet, but we still need to organise it. Oh, I'm going to miss out on all these things. not fair. Oh, don't worry. Probably nothing will happen. It'll just be me sat there on a chair saying, visit retroonlim.com, and then a guy will come and shut me out. Maybe. <laughs> 
Oh, by the way, um, yeah, the Red Dwarf guys are going to be at Play Expo. I was reading this week. Oh, I've seen that as well. Yeah, that's, that's another thing I'm missing out. I'm actually. Oh. Thinking, I think I might cast him a holiday and just go. But once again, it's just going to be Craig Charles sat there saying, "Visit my website," and then some guy will come and chuck him out. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Yes, yeah. that's generally what he does at these conventions, isn't it? Yes, as uh, and as breaks between Fulham and Coronation Street these days, of course. There was a story he told about when he was filming Red Dwarf. I may have told this on my previous edition of Desert Island Games, so stop me if you've heard this one. <laughs> well, you, you've heard it. Oh, no, I'm going to continue anyway. I don't know. <laughs> no, somebody in the next room. It's that Barry. Barry Yak. Yeah, I what didn't really kill him, ladies and gentlemen. It was for the purposes of entertainment. It was false. <laughs> but yes. Let's see if I can remember this story. Right. It was once working in the same studio, filming Red Dwarf, as they filmed the two Ronnies. Right. And Ronnie Barker, that's the short one, I believe. No, Ronnie Corbett's the yeah, short Ronnie one. Corbett's the short Ronnie one, Corbett. Yeah. He, <laughs> he got into a lift with Ronnie Corbett. But unfortunately, he had this massive fart, and he could not hold it in, Craig Charles. Oh, I've been there. I've been there. And because... He just completely blew off in the lift, and unfortunately, <laughs> Ronnie Corbett was stood right behind him. And you know, because he's quite short, he got the full facial blow. Oh, uh, no, you didn't hear that in the last one. No, but there's a bit more to this story, because he got off at the next, at the next lift, at the next floor, rather. <laughs> and Craig Charles later found out that the actual floor that they filmed the two Ronnies on was much, much higher so he got out because he'd farted in his face. <laughs> that is classic. No. I think I've told this story before as well, but I've got an update version as well. Um, I'll just go through it quickly because I've told, I, I told this on the Evil Healer episode, talking about farting. I just walked through an open planet um, office and work when I used to work in the radio station years ago. <laughs> and um, I felt this massive fart coming on. And no matter what I'd done, I just could not stop it from coming out, so it just came out like the loudest fart you've ever heard in your life, right in the middle of this open plan office, and I thought, oh shit, do I stop and acknowledge it and apologise, or do I just walk on? So I just walked on. (laughs) You should have just said, oh the photocopy is packing up again, you want to get that scene to, get on the phone, (laughs) excuse me, the photocopier isn't working, making sure everybody hears it. You very squeaky floorboards. Yes. But um, I, I can update this story, actually, since I last told it, because it happened about two weeks ago in my current place of work. Um, I was doing overtime uh, uh, over the weekend, and um, I was going to the printer to get whatever I printed out, and uh, I dropped something on the way to the printer. Uh, so I went to pick it up, and when I picked it up, I was just passing somebody's desk, and when I went to pick it up, um, and when I bent over, a fart came out. I didn't even look. I didn't even know I, need, I didn't even know I needed to fart. It just bent down and it happened. Oh, cheeky! And uh, I know that they all heard it. So I was, again, I just chose to ignore it. I could hear them all talking about it and sniggering in the background. Hey, like hey, you guys, better out than in. The silent <laughs> ones are deadly. <laughs> just remember that. Well, I mean, a, a very wise philosopher said, um, Billy Connolly. He said, um, "You don't choose to fart; it chooses you." <laughs> So, there you go. Oh, brilliant. Billy Connolly, fantastic. Yeah. He's currently at the Commonwealth Games, I believe. Yes, he did some good 
um, some good uh, pieces of um, what's the word? I don't know what he wrote. I don't know what it was, but he he, he done some good yeah good little speeches. Um, All right. In between um, parts in the corner of games. Uh, was it basically just his stand-up act? No, it was him talking about the history of Glasgow and things like that, and sport and shipyards and all sorts of crap. Yeah, That's good. what he does in his stand-up shows. Seriously, I must have seen all his tapes. That's true. Basically yeah. every one of them, apart from the opera one, which is a bit weird. Well, did he do an opera one? Yeah, I think he did. I thought that was quite good. Anyway, they're basically all about Glasgow. Well, yeah, because uh, that's where he grew up, in Partick. Patrick? Partick. Oh, no, sorry. Typo, <laughs> typo. He didn't grow up in Patrick. He grew up in Partick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Going into some strange territory again here. Yeah. That is actually a pretty good Billy Connolly-style joke, isn't it? That is. I didn't grow up in Patrick. I grew up in Partick. And that's my rubbish Billy Connolly impression. That was almost an Irish accent. <laughs> oh well, never mind. I don't know. Anyway, I think um, I think we better go on with the game since we're trying to wrap this up by half eleven. So racism, racism. Now this time, I don't know the games, so you're going to surprise. Oh yes, me. yes. Yeah. I do have some games. I forgot all about that. This I like is doing Dead that. Island games, isn't it? Yeah, I like doing that sometimes when I don't know the games. I like the element of surprise. Ah right. Well, you're going to be well. You've actually named one of my selections, but we're going to save that to the end. Right. And you, you do know at least one that I'm going to pick tonight because I let it slip in the pre-show. But let's kick off. As last time, I believe last time I picked Fruit Machine on the Amstrad CPC. Indeed you did. And I'm going to pick another Amstrad CPC game as my first. And this one, right, I've got to preface this with it's a rubbish game, okay? But if I'm on a desert island, I want something that's going to capture my attention that I can keep building on and building on and building on and coming back to and coming back to and it's never going to be the same twice. Right. It's only limited by your own imagination. I've, so, not got, I've not got a very good imagination, but carry on. So on that basis, Amsoft, Animal, Vegetable, Mineral. Animal, have, you, have you heard of this game? What is it? Animal? Animal, Vegetable, Mineral vegetable, by Amsoft. It's I've one of the... I've of it, no. Right, it's one of the Amstrad CPC 12 pack that you used to get free with the Amstrad CPC, a packing game in the early days. And it's semi-educational and semi... Have you ever actually played the real-life game of Animal, Vegetable, Mineral? Where... I've no? not, but I believe it was a popular television show in the 1950s. Oh, was it? Well, maybe yeah. it's based on that. I don't know. Oh, dear. Kid Alan... will be. Alan Sugar... Consider yourself sued by the 50s. You're sued. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I'll try to find uh, uh, some information about this, but I can't find it, so you have to let, let me know. Right. Yeah. Basically, it's a game. It's not even a game, really. It's just like a database that you keep adding to. It asks you a question first, and you provide the answers. But then it tries to guess what you're thinking of. So really? that's a game of animal, vegetable, mineral. So we could play a game now. I'm thinking of something. And then the thir first thing that you'd ask would be, is it animal, vegetable, or mineral? Is it a yak? Yeah, so did you. <sighs> Can we... no, no, you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to ask, is it animal, vegetable, but or mineral? <laughs> is, it an, is it an animal, vegetable, <laughs> or mineral? Yes, it is. 
an animal. Right. Then what would I ask? You'd ask another question like, okay, it's an animal. Right. Does it have four legs, etc.? Ah, right, okay. So I can use my imagination, as, you say. as I said, I've not got one. <coughs> right, so it's an animal. <laughs> and it... Is yes. It, is it has it got four legs? Why, yes, it does. <laughs> How did you guess? That's just a wild guess. Um, would you find it on the farm? Yes, but not in Britain usually. Right. So, is it a, an animal that would be more likely to be in the wild? Yes, although it's also domesticated in Malaysia. Is it a yak? Yes, <laughs> correct. Well, basically, what we just did there is the whole game, but you're playing against the computer. So, you're actually playing against yourself, but it's the computer regurgitating your previous answers and questions. So, so you've got to enter your question, and then your answer, so the computer will learn. I'm not explaining this very well, am I? But just take it from me. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Game. It's a terrible game, but not a thing that you could build up forever and ever, or at least until the memory runs out. I've never got to that point with any game actually like this. But I should imagine it would say, oh my goodness, my brain is full. Or something like that. Right, so, sorry I was yawning there, I do apologise. Um, That's, okay. That's okay, it is a very boring game, it deserves no? to be yawned at. No, no, I'm yawning because I'm tired. Not, not, anyway, um, I'm getting uh, I'm getting an Xbox next week, this is related, I'm getting an Xbox at some point this week, hopefully, and it's going to have a whole lot of Amstrad games on it. So I'm hoping that it's that one's going to be on it, then I can play it. No, you don't want it to be on there. You don't want yeah. to play it. You do I not. Do. In fact, let me hear a go. Right. <clears throat> I'm thinking of one. Right. Ask me if it's an animal, vegetable, or mineral. Is it male? Oh, sorry. Uh, animal, vegetable, or mineral? Uh, it's a mineral. Okay. I think. <laughs> Can you use it to write on chalkboards? No. Okay. Is it found in the home? It's found in my home, yes. Is it mould? No. Is it a cat that's gone mouldy? How is a cat a, a mineral? I don't know. It's got mould growing on it, which is a mineral. No, it's, it's a vegetable, isn't it? That's sorry. Before we go any further, <laughs> um, by mineral, by mineral, we, we, we mean something that you can drink, yeah. Right. I... <laughs> See, this is the flaw, the fundamental flaw of this game. Yeah. So you've got animals, so that's like humans, dogs, cats, right. anything from the whole animal kingdom. Yeah. Vegetable, which is food, I'm guessing, anything that grows in the ground. And mineral, everything else. All right, well, okay, well, it still comes under that category, so carry on. <laughs> what, right. mineral? Yeah, still a mineral then. Yeah. I don't know any minerals. I'm not a scientist. I'm a teletext designer and not a very good one at that. But as you've just said, a, a, min, a mineral covers anything else. Oh, so, okay. Is, uh, this a, a, is this a bus? No, you no, you can find it in a home. You asked that question and I said, yes, you would find it okay. in my home. So, is yeah. it something that's been mentioned already on tonight's show? I don't think so. Okay. I give up. <laughs> it's, it's something that I need right now. A memory. An imagination. Yeah, well, yes, that as well, yeah. Now, do you give up? One more guess. Yeah. Is it Dominic Diamond eating a hamburger in McDonald's and David Perry is 
there as well. I don't know. What is yes, it? it is. No, it's not. It's a beer. Oh, is it McEwan's? Ah, now, I've actually got... Here's a good... This to finish this up. I've actually got a beer in the right now. Can you get... In five guesses, can you guess what brand it is? Okay, Boddington's. No, it's a lager. It's not a... Sorry, I should... Sorry, I've got a lager. It's a lager. Try it. Start again. I'm not very good with beers. Um, I'll Just give you a clue then. It's from... Um, it's from an American country, not North America, but like uh, kind of central, kind of America, that kind of area. So Mexican, maybe. It's not Mexican, but yeah, you get the idea. Hmm. So it could be Panamanian. Could Sorry, I can't even name a Panamanian beer. What's the world come to? Okay, I'll give you an obvious clue then. It's a Jamaican beer. Oh! Caribbean. The Jamaican lager beer. I don't know. It's I a, wouldn't be able to guess. It's a red stripe. Ah, okay. I would have never guessed that. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruining your show. Go back to the teletext question. Now, is animal uh, vegetable mineral the Amstrad game? Is it as fun as what that what this was? Well, basically, yeah, that was yeah. a more interesting version of Animal, Vegetable and Mineral that we just played. So <laughs> imagine that, played against yourself, but run by an Amstrad CPC. <laughs> wow. Wow, indeed. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. It's uh, definitely food for thought, isn't it? Yeah. I think we'd better move on to the second game. I think so. I think we've exhausted every <laughs> last little bit out of that. I hope your second game's as much fun as your first. Oh, don't worry, it isn't. <laughs> right, so, basically, since the last time you've invited me on, you've opened up the floor, haven't you, to newer games. Uh, so I've yes. picked quite a few newer games on my new selection. And the first is something that I nearly, nearly picked last time, but it just was under 10 years old. I'm not sure if it's under 10 years old now, or if it's just gone over. Maybe you'll know. You may like this game. In fact, I bet you do. It's a Grand Theft Auto game. Uh-huh. It is indeed a Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And I'm going to pick the PS2 version. I'll hold your horses, guys. I know everybody hates that version. but I, I don't. don't. I don't have any other versions. That's the only version I've ever played. Oh, I may have played the PC version. Oh, I don't think I've ever had a... Well, I would have now, but I don't think at the time I ever had a PC capable of running it. Ah, okay. Well, I could run it on my PS2. It's actually yeah. downstairs in the PS2 right now. It must have been the last game I, I played on the PS2, and that was a long, long time ago, Christmas time. But yes, for about a year, I just played it solidly and got up to the last mission, end of the line. I still can't complete it, because... Well, I'm unlikely to go back and complete it now. My favourite thing to do in that game is just mess around and have fun, not do the missions. I mean, they're good and all, and I like the storyline. There's some funny stuff in there. I could name any number of classic quotes from in there. And the sound effects... Oh, here we go. Can you hear that? I'm actually playing San Andreas on my iPad, which you can now get. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you get the idea with that. No, I love that music. Continue. Anyway. I've got some. I've got something else uh, with that music in it in a minute. But keep talking. Okay. 
sand is bad when you're on a desert island because it gets stuck up your feet and it gets stuck up your shorts. Even when you go swimming, it it gets everywhere, seriously. It's, you'd think it would wash it out, but it just increases the amount that you get in your shorts. So these are the things that we've got to think about when we're visiting a desert island. And not a Desert Island Games episode goes by without one of the guests going into one of these random rambles about being on a desert island. So that's your fix for this episode. And hopefully, Mr. JL76Gaming has got his thing loaded up. And we can listen to it right now. Yes, I, oh, I'm not quite. I was getting distracted by talking to uh, Gashead Steve. I apologise. Gashead Steve, that's your fault. But it won't take me long to find it. I've got it right here. And you'll like this. Now, this is actually um, something that involves a previous guest on this on Desert Island Games. How exciting is that? Right. Extremely. Right, let's see if this will work. Coming up here. Let me know, can you hear that yet? Yes. Loud and clear? Yes. Check it out. Serious man, your fucking missus is no... Do you apologise about swearing? She will be at least 40 times a day. Serious. I seen you last night, you were drinking in the pub. You were drinking with that bird, you tried to chat up in the nightclub. Can't say your name, but she's trying to get me high. And I'm feeling out of violence when I have to walk on one. You can't deny it, it's something you can't miss. Good luck, Jane. Crikey, I'm going to be hearing that every time I play GTA San Andreas from now on. This is an awesome version of it. Anyway, you get the idea of it. What's the song called? I've no idea. It's uh, basically it's um, it's a Golden Chain mixtape that I've uh, downloaded. Right. Uh, I bought it for five pound off their website officially, so it's not illegal oh, okay. or anything. Um, no, I mean the original song. The What's song the is song? yeah, it's it's Grand Theft Auto San Andreas mixed in with a song called Your Misses is a, a, Your Misses is a Nutter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, uh, and this is actually I've got so this mixtape has got four mixes on it and they're all about 16, 17 minutes long and it's all different. It's all basically there. All their songs mixed in with popular pop culture songs, if you like. So you've got like uh, the Human League in there, you've got Sledgehammer, you know, Peter Gabriel, things like that. Um, it's a bit of Led Zeppelin. Um, everything is really good. Any George Formby? If there's no George Formby, I shun that mixtape. There's not a Just Formby on this mixtape, but there is other mixtapes available, which it might be on. Other mixtapes are available. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, San Andreas. Um, yes. What can I say? I, I don't know why people would be so down on the PS2 version, as you said. Why I think it's the there? shooting system. The one on the PC is much simpler, and it's very, very simplistic on the PS2 version. All you need to do, basically to shoot somebody is hit the L1 or the R1 button and that aims automatically at the nearest target but nine times out of ten it just aims at a random car and you want to shoot the bloke and he's destroying you but you're just shooting this tank that's like five miles away yeah. and you get a one star rating for it typical isn't it it's quite tricky on the iPad you know touch screen it's not the easiest 
Just trying to think what would be a great iPad game. What would be a great iPad game? Uh, maybe Animal Vegetable Mineral. Yes. Do it. Some developer go and make that now, and I will pay you 25 pence. Well, there you go. That's not that's not to be sneezed at, is it? 26 pence make it. 26. <laughs> I've actually got San Andreas now on three formats. I've got it on my iPad. I've re-bought it for the PS2, and I've got it uh, as a DLC on my Xbox 360. Oh, really? Have they yeah. brought out for Pocket Calculator yet? Um, they wouldn't surprise me. Oh. Uh, Cassio will go on to that. Oh. It's, I mean, I would, I've had it for Xbox Live for uh, for about three or four years. I only re-bought it for PS2 when I got a PS2 last year. For right. Cosmet- for cosmetic reasons, because I wanted the whole collection, uh, oh. hard copy as well as DLC. So. Is that HD? For Xbox. For the PS3? No, no, PS2. Oh, sorry, I thought you said PS3. I may have I said PS3, apologize. but I, um, I definitely meant to say PS2. Okay, there is a version for the PS3 that you can download from the store. And there is, yes. I think it's about a tenner, and it is the HD Super version, upscaled. Yeah, well, I, this only came out last year, I think, and uh, I bought it for Xbox Live a number of years ago. And um, I just didn't feel the need to buy it on PS3 when I've already got it on iPad as well. It's just, you know, I like the game, but I don't like it that much. <laughs> You've got it on ten different versions, but you wouldn't get it for the PS3. That's going way too far, ladies and gentlemen. It is. Oh, right, I've got a question for you here, seeing, you're a, seeing as you're a big GTA fan. Um, Do you have a favourite moment from GTA San Andreas? From San Andreas? Yes. Favourite moment? There's so many favourite moments. Um, I do like the part where um, Ryder uh, turns his back on CJ. It's a bit of a twist in the tail. Yeah, I think we can yeah. give away what happens there, but yeah. basically that is fun. <laughs> he ends up driving off the pier, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's exactly the moment I was thinking about. Was I like brilliant. that. It's such a flipping idiot. Oh. I do also like the part when it's quite late on in the game, uh, when you've got the casino. Again, I think we can spoil it. Um, although this doesn't spoil it too much. You're, you're, you're doing a casino strand of missions, I think, and there's a bit where you need to get some guy talking, so you end up um, tying him to the, to the bonnet of the car. Right. And you're driving about, and you need to go as fast as possible <laughs> yes. to make him squeal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Oh, that's a good mission, yeah. Do you have a particular favourite moment yourself? Yeah, well, they're going through the drive-thru and they're talking about CJ and Sweet's mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that a bit of a big smoke sword on always food? Yeah. I yeah, have I a number nine, a number 27. Two number, number 10s. A number seven with extra dip. <laughs> and all the way through the mission, he's like, whoa, slow down, you guys, I'm trying to eat. <laughs> they're yeah. doing a drive-by on these ballers. I still can't believe, now, spoiler, spoiler alert, I still can't believe Big Smoke also turned, back, turned his back on him. That's it, all your friends betray you in that game. So how far did you actually get? You didn't complete it, you said? No, I got to the last mission, and the save I've got there is on the very last mission, the end of the line. 
Will I ever go back and complete it? Probably not. <laughs> you're right. Um, I mean, you're right. I don't know why I say that. Um, you're the same as me. Um, originally, originally, when I had it, I got to the second last episode, and for whatever reason, I couldn't complete it. And then I sold my PS2. Well, I didn't. I threw my PS2 out because my cat peed on it. Oh. And then I didn't rebuy San Andreas until a couple of years later when, when I had my Xbox, and I've not completed it on there either. Well, so, so. Sorry to change the subject here, yeah. but you mentioned your cat's peeing on the PS2. I think yeah. that deserves a bit more development. <laughs> yeah, it deserves a kick in the balls. <laughs> well, why did it pee on the PS2? Well, I don't know. I, I left my PS2 in the corner of the spare room for some reason, and uh, the cat just went in there and decided um, maybe the little tray needed changed and it would just pee on the PlayStation 2 instead. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I've got a story about a dog that once nearly peed on my leg. Oh, were, were we not discussing something similar before the show? Yes, in the pre-record. I <laughs> yeah. said, I've got to tell this story in the yeah. show, so here's where I'm going to crowbar it in. <laughs> Go on then. Right. I was just walking around a boot sale. This was sometime a few years ago. And the stallholder's dog came up to me, cocked its leg, and if I didn't move within a second, it was going to pee on my foot. Seriously, if you stand still, this dog will walk over to you and pee on your leg. Don't do it. If you ever go on Bolton car boot sale, look out for this blasted dog. It's a little (laughs) swine. What kind of dog is it? Oh, it's a little... I'm not sure what it is. Is it one of these little little yippy-yappy dogs that you get? No, it's quite quiet. It's just... It likes to pee on people, I guess. I have seen it attempting to pee on other people as well. It's quite funny when it happens to other people, but not when it happens to you. Yeah. Well, my cat um, threw up its dinner just before I came on air. Well, just before I came on air the first time at 9 o'clock, and there was a big panic that you get that cleaned up. On your Xbox? It, it actually very narrowly missed my um, oh. Reef box set. You know, I got for Christmas uh, a box set of the band Reef, all the stuff they've ever done. Okay. And it's a nice fancy set and all that, and it, the sick was literally centimetres away from it. Oh, this is another uh, another argument for digital downloads. Dogs and cats can't pee on them. But digital downloads are not as nice as a box set. Yeah, but dogs and cats can't pee on them. You can put them on a shelf away from the dog and the cat. Well, if you do what I do and come home and drink, uh, drunk and leave your iPod on the floor, then they can pee on it. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, San Andreas. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant choice. That you little were... interlude there was wholly worth it. You were very close to picking it the last time. Yes, I was, but I thought the rules were a little bit stricter back then. I guess they were, but they've been loosened. It was more of a retro thing back then, but then, a few episodes later, Woodlin, the swine... I was just going to say... Yeah. He picked a game that hadn't even come out yet, yeah. Mario Kart 8. So I thought, right, I'm going back on this show. In 30 shows' time, yeah. you know, or ho- however many it was, I'm going to go back on the show and start the cycle again. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty certain that it was um, Woodland that uh, started this trend of picking uh, modern games. Uh, I mean, he went to the extreme by picking a game that at that point had not even been re- released yet. <laughs> the game, of course, has now been released, and it's Mario Kart. Eight or nine, whatever number it's up to. Can, can I ask, how yeah. can you pick a game for the desert island that you've never even played? I question the logic of that, Woodlin. Because, right, well, first of all, um, are we talking about 
games. I mean, are you talking about games as well? I mean, I've picked a game that I've not played yet for for mines, but it was released. Games, games that you've not played or games that are not released? released? Not even released, I guess. But well, especially this particular game, I said to Woodland, "Okay, if you're on a desert island, I'll arrange for a a drop." A helicopter to drop off the game, but it's not here to rescue you. So I don't know why you'd want to escape from this desert island. It yeah. sounds bliss because it's right. I've been to this desert island once and survived, ladies and gentlemen. And basically, there's a running teletext system, self-contained. You can use it to check the sports updates. Monkey Town versus Fish Athletic. I don't know. <laughs> and. Yeah, it's got all mod cons. I've built a little shack. There's a little coconut shy where you can amuse yourself. And then there's the gaming section. It never rains, so it doesn't have to be covered. And there's never any yellowing in this mythical desert island. Yeah. <coughs> Before we move on to the next game, I was actually going to ask you something. And I think it's gone completely out of my head. Um... <laughs> Well, we could go on to the next game. Yeah, I think we're better. I think we're better because I had, I think it was related to you. That this is game number two, isn't it? Yes, that was GTA San Andreas, and that yeah. was my second selection. I'm taking them off my list here. It may have been related to the first game. Right, but never mind. Vegetable mineral. Never mind. The moment the the fins popped out of my head, so if I remember, I shall let you know. Uh, Slow down! You're moving yeah. too fast. You've got to make the moment last. Move on to number. Move on to number three because I forget. Ah, number three. We've actually had a good segue there in the fact that Woodland picked a newer game, and this is the newest game on my list, and the one that I've been playing most recently, and that is a Skyrim on the PS3. Ah, I seen this um, in the shops today. I've been wanting to buy it because a lot of people have picked Skyrim or or have picked um, Oblivion. Yes. And uh, I've been initially thinking I really should try a role playing game at some point in my life mm-hmm. and I picked up Oblivion in the shop on Saturday and then changed my mind and bought a racing game as normal <laughs> <laughs> well you know this is a good advertisement for YouTube yeah. promoting a video game because yeah. I would have never had any interest whatsoever in this game I hate RPGs usually apart from Legend of Zelda Link to the Past which is debatable whether that actually is an RPG yeah but from watching Let's Plays on YouTube, and there was a period where basically every new video in my inbox was about Skyrim. So I just gave up and watched it, and I thought, this actually looks quite good. And it just so happened that my brother went out and bought it. So, oh, there you go. I don't even have to pay for the game. I can just borrow, borrow, in inverted commas, his. And I've been borrowing it for the last three years. <laughs> So it's a game that I didn't even buy. It's a game that I acquired. I can't help thinking I've heard that story before. Somehow. Was it not your episode where... Oh, I need to listen back to your original episode. I'm sure in your episode, one of the games you picked, you had either borrowed it from a friend or you lent it to a friend and you never seen that again or something? Yeah, that's Road Rash. That was... I'm not yeah. going to name the person, although I'm this close to doing, the swine. He's never given it me back. Never mind. Yeah, I, I do. Buy it first. <laughs> I love that game. It's one of my favourites. Anyway. Yes. Skyrim. It is a pretty good game, I'd say. It's my introduction to the whole hack and slash sort of RPG type thing. And I tell you, it is 
very, very mindless. The formula of the game is you go into a cave, clear it out, get the treasure, go back to the town and save, sell all your stuff. Rinse and repeat. Do it again and again and again. But for some reason, I love it. It's just good for a little a little 10-minute play or 20 minutes. I can just go and clear out one cave and then just get on with my life. Yeah. I like those sorts of games. But you'd think with something like Skyrim, which is huge, it's such a huge sandbox game, a little bit like GTA, mm-hmm. where you can go and do anything at any point. But that's, the what appeals, that's what it makes it appeal to me. Sorry. Yes. The only mm-hmm. difference here is if you go wandering off too far and you're still at level two or whatever, you're likely to be destroyed by a wandering troll or something. And you think, oh, this game isn't fair, I'm never playing it again. And that's what happened to me. But the thing is, I picked it up again, because yeah. I had nothing better to do that Saturday. <laughs> and, well, I haven't played on it for a while now, but I do have a copy for the Xbox 360. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was looking at this uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion on Saturday in uh, Cast Radiators, and I was looking at the back of it, and it's... It said something like, um, um, live a life, live another life within the game or something along those lines. And I thought, that, that actually sounds quite appealing. Get away from my shitty life and live a life in this game. That's, that's what it is. That's what video, that. Yeah, that's what video games are all about, really, yeah. isn't it? Escapism, putting yourself in yeah. a different world that you could never be in in real life. Although I don't know, you could pretend that you're a character from Skyrim, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you could go around go around the market and just slash people to death. <laughs> I don't recommend it though, ladies and gentlemen, because you will go to jail and you can't pay 20, 20 gold pieces or whatever to get out. <laughs> well, when I was looking at this, it was like, um, it's three ninety nine. I think I could probably get it cheaper from CEX, so I'm going to put it down and buy a racing game, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe see it cheaper on CEX, but when I looked on CEX uh, on the way home in the bus, I noticed it was four pound on there, so it's not really it's pretty much the same price. So I just wish I'd picked it up. But I will pick it up eventually. Um, I, I was looking at Skyrim today, funnily enough, in CEX while I was waiting for the bus, and uh, I think it was something like ten pound right. for Sky for a second hand Skyrim, and I thought, no, I'm not paying ten pound. It's been ten. <laughs> it's been ten pounds for ages. And it will be until they bring out another one, which is not going to be for a while because they brought out the Elder Scrolls Online, and that's the big thing at the moment. And I don't think... I think it's going to be quite a while before they bring out the sequel or the successor, Skyrim. Because, of course, this series has been going, what, 20 years. I remember watching a video that Swift did. Channel Swifts! Yay! I can't remember which version it was, but it was one of the really early versions from the mid-90s, where he was just walking around this polygonal maze and just killing rats, and I thought, oh, that looks so much fun. That's one of the precursors. I think I watched that. What video was it Swift did when we all did our um, um, little gameplays for T-Rex Space Station? That time it was with myself... Yourself, Steve Benway and Swiftle all did a little bit. And you did... Oh, what the hell did you... Okay, I, did, I did Alien Star. You did, and I did Leisure Suit Larry. And Steve Benway did some old Atari game or whatever. Yep. Clown Downtown. Yeah, what was it? That, I'm sure Swiftle did something like that. I, I could look it up right now. You could. You could. Hear that typing? I highly, highly recommend uh, people, while we're waiting for Harry to find that, to go and subscribe to Swiftle. 
because he's an all-round good guy and he's Scottish like me. Okay, and his URL is youtube.com slash channel swift. Yes. And I can confirm which game he is playing. No, I can't. Oh, is it Doom? It can't, could be Wolfenstein. I don't know. Was it? Wo- it could have been Wolfenstein. Person. Yeah, it could have been. I think it's Wolfenstein. It looks like a newer version of it. Yeah. Something like that. It's actually a criminal, but I've never played Doom. I have played Wolfenstein. Swifto did a, a video recently. It was a, it's a Swifto, Swifto's opinion, but he had a T-Rex space station on as his guest. Oh, here we go. Sorry, it's Rise of the Triads is the name go. of the game that Channel Swifts did. Yeah. Cool. I don't know how I got that mixed up with Wolfenstein. I really don't. Oh, well, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Did you see that episode where he did um, T-Rex Space Station? He did uh, Swifters' Opinion? No, I don't think so. He's basically he's, he's talking to um, Swift... Sorry, yeah, Swifter, talking to T-Rex Space Station. Oh, yes! Yeah. I d- I can just yeah. see that now. Yeah. I'll add that to my watch later list. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. I'll yeah. watch that. Soon. It's Swifto's opinions. Yes, more people subscribe to Channel Swift. He's only got 33 subs at the moment. He deserves more sub sandwiches. Well, it says a complete criminal activity. Only 33. Like, I mean, come on, really, people? Anyway, Skyrim, um, I quite agree with you. I think that would be a good one to take, and uh, it's one that I would love to get into in the future as well. Mm. Yeah, it'd be perfect for the Desert Island, because you could just play it and play it and play it forever until you level up to the maximum level, and then you can even reset your levels and start again, I believe. I've not got that far, but I've been told. I'm not that much of an addict, unfortunately, or fortunately. Yeah, a friend of mine is a, a big Skyrim fan. It's all he all he spoke about for months and months uh, in the pub uh, a couple of years back. Oh, I need to get home early playing Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Skyrim, wife, kids. Yeah, uh, Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you want to move on to your next game? Yes, please. What time is it? Oh, it's gone 11 p.m. We'll be right. up. Let's take that off the list. What are we up to? What number are we up to? Right, let's go retro again with another Mega Drive slash SNES game. I'm going to pick both versions. No, I'll pick the SNES version because that's marginally better. And the game is... I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to build it up for a bit. Good, good. (laughs) It's a game that I first saw on Games Master or one of those 90s kids gaming shows. may have been Games World. It could have been head-to-head. One of those. Mm. And it is a basketball game, 2v2. It is NBA Jam, the classic. Oh, I think I've seen... No, I was going to say, I think Infected Flinch did a gameplay of this, but I can't... I know somebody did, I remember watching it and thinking that was pretty cool. He probably did. Everybody's done a gameplay of this. It's one of the most popular games of all time. And for a while, it was responsible for me getting into basketball. Because I, not because of playing on the game, or maybe because of playing on the game, became quite good in real life at basketball. Or maybe that was because everybody else at school didn't give a stuff, and I was the only one that did. I was there pretending I was Charles Barkley, or whoever. Are you sure you weren't playing netball, and you were better at, because (laughs) the rest of them were all girls? No. (laughs) 
But I do have a story to tell regarding that. <laughs> we used to have the boys playing basketball and the girls would play netball. But once, yeah. one PE, we were brought together and had a game of netball against each other. <laughs> and ah. it was a lot of fun, boys versus girls at netball. And all I rem- I think we battered them. But all I remember was the girls complaining and complaining, oh, you're not supposed to do that. It's a non-contact sport. And we were there pushing him out of the way and the referee was allowing it. I think we won like 10-1 or something. <laughs> that showed you girls. <laughs> I think that might have happened at our school as, school as well. I'm sure we had a basketball versus netball game. Oh, probably, yeah. Well, you have basketball in the first half and netball in the second half. But what's the point in netball when you can just play basketball? Because you just stood still with the ball. <coughs> I don't know. I just think netball's for... for no, kiddos. don't say it. Don't say it. That's very, very sexist. Uh, netball is um, a, a more um, ladylike sport. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess. It's more proper. It's more British. Yeah. Although, actually... Fun fact, well, according to QI anyway, basketball was invented by a British person. Was it? I do believe. I can check this right now. Was it John Ogiebeard? Yes. Because, uh, I bet you, furthermore, I bet you it wasn't just a British person, I bet you it was a Scottish person, because Scotland invented everything. Ah, it was a Canadian. I was incorrect. It was Dr. James Naismith, and he invented the sport in 1891. And then in 1991, give or take a few years, they released NBA Jam. So the genre had come a full circle by then. Well, I'm not just just, sorry. Head on. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say the basketball video game genre, which had been developing for over 100 years. Sorry, go on. I'm not just saying this, but Naismith is actually a Scottish name. I bet you, it was, I bet you he was Canadian, but I bet you he was a Scottish immigrant. Let's do some Na- more research. Because Naismith is a Scottish name. Right, so let's have a look. <laughs> he was a Canadian-American sports coach and innovator. He was born in Canada. Yes. From Scottish descendants? does not say. Naismith is definitely a Scottish name, though. Although he went to McGill University, which does sound Scottish. Mm. I guess he's an adopted Scotsman. Let me look up the name. (laughs) So I'm just laughing because somebody's... Rachel and Lim has sent me a message saying, Deserted Island Gone. Because we're we're off here. I somehow feel responsible (laughs) for this, because I am. Sorry, no, guy. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit um, wary of giving all the blame to you because it might not have been you. It might be me trying to add you too many times at the start or something. So let's say it's an unlucky coincidence. Yes, but we're here now, and you're listening to us, so that's all that matters. Yes, if you listen to iTunes, hi iTunes. Hey iTunes, how's it hanging? Here's a tune for iTunes. I should have had a tune on standby, I shouldn't have. <laughs> ah, you got one. And that was the opening buzz to Revolution Song by Bob Marley. Yeah. I yeah. hope you liked it. Here's a Chin fry chins. <laughs> 
There you go. So is that number one of the iTunes chart? That's number one of the iTunes charts, Pop Pickers. Yeah, and Pop Pickers, welcome to Top of the Pops. I'm Tony Blackbone. Yes, it is going to be on iTunes, thankfully. Um, and it's also going to be on YouTube. Breaking news about James Naismith. <clears throat> Naismith was the eldest child of Margaret and John Naismith, Two Scottish immigrants. So, yes, indeed. He was of Scottish descent. So it was a Scotsman that invented basketball, not an Englishman. Didn't I tell you? Oh, you were right. I wonder who invented netball, then. (laughs) Uh, No, that that wouldn't have been invented by anybody Scottish. (laughs) Hold on, let's have a look. It began in England in the 1890s, but it does not say who invented it, because nobody wants to claim ownership of it. (laughs) Do you know who I think invented it? This person. Do you have a monkey in your pants? What, Wacko Warner? No, monkey spaz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we wanted our game. The next game. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. right. That's three games. We've just had Skyrim there. Uh, oh, sorry, no, NBA Jam. Mm. Yes. Right. What should we have next? We'll have another uh, relatively new game. Well, relatively, I say that. It's from 1999, and it's on the PlayStation 1. It is a bat and ball sports game. Yes, another sports game. I uh, love my well, sports we going with this. I think we uh, discussed it pre-show, didn't we? Yes, and it stirs a particular, shall we say, person, who hit quite a lot of spherical objects and ate a lot of salted monkey-type products. He hit a lot of balls. That's right. It's Brian Lara Cricket on the PlayStation 1. Ah. Yeah, the amount of time I've played on this game. In fact, most of that time was spent playing a rental version of the game from my local newsagents. Hold on. You rent games from a newsagent? Yes, of course. Even up to 1999, because I rented this. No, sorry. It wasn't newsagents. It was a video shop on my local high street that I rented it from. They had a whole wall of video games, and I think it was £2 for the whole weekend that you could rent out a PlayStation 1 game. It was fantastic. So you could try out these games. And actually, for a while, I was considering starting up a series on my channel called Tales from the Video Shop, where I talk about all different games that I've rented over the years, played once, never played again. But I'm too lazy, and I haven't done it yet. You should do that. Yes, it's an idea for the future. But this is one of those games. However, I rented it again and again and again and again. And then eventually I had the sense to buy it for about, well, three quid in the end, which is somewhat ironic because I probably spent about 50 quid renting it. Oh, well. But it's a fantastic game to such an extent that I have two copies now. Hmm. I've got it on PSP. Ah, well, congratulations. That's probably the same version that I have. It's not. It's, it's one that came out in 2007, oh. and it's called Brian Lara Pressure Play. Oh, yes, you've done a play playthrough of this, haven't you, on your channel, rather? A very bad one, yeah. It was it was shot from my PSP with, with a video camera, so it wasn't really ideal. Oh, I thought it was okay, but then I am a cricket fan, and I can put <laughs> up with those sorts of things. What was fun about your playthrough was that What's going on here? I don't understand that. Well, you I don't know cricket. Yeah. You need to do another version of it with me telling you what everything is. We should do uh, that, yeah. <laughs> but yes, the PS1 version, 
Now, my favourite thing about this, in hindsight, I think, is the glitches, which can get on your nerves because there are lots of them. And in fact, I've done a video about this. And every time you play it, you can come across a glitch that you've ne never found before. It's weird like that. And at certain times, it's completely unfair. But it's one of those games where you've got to learn to know the game. Well, I think we spoke about this on, on one of your um, impromptu live streams on your own channel. I think myself and Overbug were on and you were playing it. Were you not? And you were talking about this, and I think I went on to say there was there was a similar glitch in a PGA golf game that I used to play. We might have. I was playing the <laughs> Brian Lara 94 version on the Mega Drive on that stream, yeah. but this is the 99 one on the PS1, yeah. and I do agree that sometimes the glitches can make the game. Yeah, I may be getting mixed up with something else, but I think something like that came up before, I'm not too sure. It probably did. We've done hours and hours and hours of live streams in the past. It wouldn't surprise me. In fact, probably everything I'm saying tonight I've already said once. Look out for another video coming up on my channel within the next decade on some more glitches that I have found in the game. It's a lot of fun. YouTube.com slash Hindliac. I did have some experience, experience of playing Brian Lara uh, back in the 90s for Amiga. Um, I had a demo on a cover disc uh, which I played and enjoyed. And I never really got around to playing uh, buying the full game because okay. I didn't, didn't have a lot of money back in those days. Was that called Brian Lara Cricket? I think it was, yeah. It could have been Graham Gooch Cricket because that's what it was called beforehand and then before that it was called something else. Ooh. And also, if you're in Australia, it's called Shane Warne Cricket. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what we'll do. If you move on to your next game, I will research that. that where we oh, speak. please do. Yes. Oh, research on this show. Fantastic. Yeah. It's better than are you live already. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yes, really. How many games are we up to now? That was my fifth game. I'll just take that off my list. And we have... Do we have three left? I've only picked seven. I'm going to have to make one up off the top of my head. Yeah, well, we have three more to pick. So. We have three? Yes. Well, you've done five, so... Oh, yes, seven of course. Yeah. Well, duh. Sorry. That's me with my A-leveling maths. Yeah. A-level. <laughs> I don't even have a GCSE. Well, yeah, <laughs> I do, actually. Anyway, next game. We're going to come to the future. We're going to go back to the future, rather. We're going to pick a puzzle game. For the PC. Ooh, PC puzzle game. And this may be termed as a dirty casual gamer's game. <clears throat> Go but on. I don't but I don't care because I like it a lot. It's your island, you pick what you want. And actually, not two hours before this call was started, I was playing this game. It is Bejeweled. Oh, bejazzled, bejeweled. I'm sorry, what was that? Sorry, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> Bejeweled. <laughs> yeah, please get that. Get that out of my memory. Ah. Need Men in Black to come and wipe it. Anyway, the game is Bejeweled 3, specifically, because that's the ultimate, ultimate mega version with all the different vo modes. Sorry, I'm flipping all my lines tonight. That's got all the different modes in it, like Diamond Mine, which is my favourite, where you've got to basically dig through a load of dirt... By destroying jewels. It's a bit like columns in one sense. Where you've got to match right. three or more jewels. And then it disappears from the grid. 
and is replaced by modules, and then you've got to eliminate those. And just, the game just continues endlessly and endlessly. But the original version was the Diamond Mine version, which you could get on Facebook. And then it developed from that into all these other different modes, which I never play. Mm. <laughs> but there you go, Bejeweled. It's... it's go on. Cardo, and I keep, I, keep, I keep interrupting you, I do apologise. Oh, sorry, it's me with all my pauses. <laughs> and well, then I think... Every time I think you're finished, I've got to, I'll start and, you, and you're still talking, I'm like, no. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now, so anyway, go on. I forgot my words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this show. It's uh, no, I, I, I do actually remember what I was going to say. It's fine. Um, I was going to say I don't. I'm not a big lover of these um, types of puzzle games. I like puzzle games like Lemons and uh, well, games like that. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I like, I like those kind of puzzle games. Professor Layton, things like that. I like Professor Layton, but games like Bejeweled. And like um, see Candy Crush things like that. I just my brain can't process it. Hmm. I just well, don't, don't have that sort of brain. I think it's a little bit more developed than Candy Crush or say Flappy Bird. Yeah. Well, only a bit though. It's very very simple. An idiot could pick it up. Sorry, I'm not calling you an idiot, but it's not everybody's. No, co- no, I get your point. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it goes back to that idea of just having a 10-minute game and then just going off to do something else. In our in our hectic lives, increasingly I'm finding that's all I've got time to do. Same so here. these are the types of games that I gravitate to. I do, I'm a bit like Benway in that sense. I don't have time to learn a new game. I have to go and play ones that I already know because I'm lazy and I can't commit the brain power to learning a new game. I uh, yeah. I'm, I'm like that as well. I, I, I tend to go back to see more games time time again. Um, and then if I'm not doing that, I'll be playing little games on my iPad. Right. Like that. But I've started doing an iPad series on my channel of little iPad games that I'm playing. And oh, I, really? It's quicker to play those games. What's the future of that iPad series? Because I hear there's somebody going to be taking over. Oh, no. no. <laughs> He's not taking over that show. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, I think, well, I mean, I can't, really, I'm, I'm under contract not to speak about it. Oh, okay, we'll move uh, on. Uh, otherwise, I might be walking a plank. Okay, yeah. oh dear. <laughs> we'll not mention anything further. <clears throat> I think if I, if, I, if I had to guess, though, uh, what he may have said about taking over, he's getting delusions of grandeur because he's not going to take over the whole channel. He's just going to take over certain aspects. I think that's what he probably meant. He with a capital H. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, do you find that at certain times of year you go back to a certain game? Certain times of the year? Yes, because you played a certain game once at Christmas and then you think, oh, it's Christmas, I should play that game again. Um, Not not really. Maybe I do it and I don't realise I do it. Uh, but I do play the same games. Like I'm going through Monkey Island just now, and I happen to be recording it as part of a series. But if I wasn't recording it, I would have been going through it anyway. I, I go through the Monkey Island series once once a year. Really? Um, I go through it with my DVDs, or I'll, I'll go through the Red Dwarf series once a year. I go through Men Behaving Badly, whatever. I just seem to watch the same old shite over and over again. It's why I, yeah. I never watch new stuff. So, hmm. 
bit of a nasty habit. I'm a little bit like that. Mm. I watched the whole series of of Red Dwarf a few years ago, and then I found myself coming back to it last year. But I tell you what sated me that time. Dynamite Heady on YouTube had uploaded all the DVD commentaries. Not the commentaries, the documentaries for each of the seasons, because for every season they released an hour and a half to two hour long documentary. So I just sat there and watched them all in one week. It was brilliant. That's another problem I've got when I'm watching when I'm watching my Red Wolf DVDs. I I can never decide do I want to sit through and watch all the episodes and then watch all the documentaries, or do I want to watch series one episodes and then the series one extras and then move on to, move on to series two? And I, I never know what way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dilemma. It really is. Yeah, modern gaming dilemmas. Well, yeah. modern modern society dilemmas actually, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't cope very well in modern modern society. I think I was, I think <laughs> I belonged in the seventies and the eighties back when the, our retro games were not retro, weren't you? <laughs> if you could perpetually live in the seventies, would you? Yeah. Would you live in nineteen seventy seven? I would. Yeah. I have lived in nineteen seventy seven, albeit I was a, a one year old at the time. But the I thing would, is. I would, this time. I, would, I would live in it as an adult, yeah. Yeah. Well, this time you would be an adult, not just a one-year-old, so you can actually experience it. If I was, if I went back in a time machine to 1977 right now, I'd be happy to stay there and safe in the knowledge that in a year's time I can go and see the best-ever ACDC gig <laughs> live at the Apollo in Glasgow. And then you could get in your time machine and go and see it again. Yay. Yes. Or just listen to the bootlegs. I would also live in the 80s as, a, as an adult as well, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would if I could live in one year, it would be, I don't know, 1994 <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea why I chose that year. That reminds me of a classic Red Dwarf episode. Uh, let me see if we can remember it as well. I think it's the one Time Slides in uh, Series 3. Uh-huh. And they're talking about uh, what period of time would you go back to? And Creighton was like, oh, if I could go back to any period in time, any period at all, I'll go back to a week last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember? That's the day I'd done laundry and made dinner. Oh, we don't see, we won't see the lights of those days again. <laughs> Fun fact about that show, Craig Charles Lister goes back to the past to a pub, doesn't he? Yes. Where his band, his young self, is playing in a band. I think I know where you're going to go with this, but go on. Yeah, you do. The actor who plays mm-hmm. his young self is actually his brother. Yes, I did know that. Well, there you go. There's no telling you anything, is there? <laughs> <laughs> you know everything. Could Mr. I... Desert Island Games and Mr. Red Dwarf. <laughs> could, I try you? could I try a fun fact out on you? On yes. our episode. It's the episode um, in series one uh, called Future Echoes. Right. And at the end of the episode, it shows you... Um, Lister holding two babies, two crying babies. Do you remember this? Vaguely. <laughs> um, anyway, the two babies that he was he was holding was actually um, Danny John Jules' twin boys. Oh, were they? Yeah. Ah. Are you sure they weren't our Rob and our Ross? Our <laughs> Rob and Ross. <laughs> no, it was actually. Um, oh God, this is. I need to see my memory. It was actually all oh, the football players, the zero G football players. I forget their names. Nova Bugs 
if he's listening to this back uh, on edit, he's probably going to be screaming, oh, it's, it's them, it's, uh, if we get our names, but he called his, his boys after two zero-G football players. Right. There you go. Well, there you go. I did not know that, because I forgot it. I've forgotten everything I knew about Red Dwarf and replaced it with this note. <laughs> was that um, F sharp? That was E. That was close. Although it was slightly muddied because I played the A string as well. So it was E slash A. Right. Okay, um, moving swiftly on, uh, are you ready to move on to the next game? Yes, moving swifto, Leon. Swift We've just away. had Vigil 3 there. And I'm, oh, I'm going to have to pick a game out of thin air now. Let's see. Because I've got a finale game that I'm setting up for last. So what would we have as number seven? Let's think. Just throw some game names at me and I'll pick one. Fruit Machine, I've done that before. Oh, uh, oh I know, uh, but I don't know the name of it. That game that you always seem to go back to when you're doing gameplays on streams. Oh, Streets of Rage 2. No, not well, no good one, but no, not that one. That one, um, you've done it before when you've been on with myself and Novabug on your channel, and I'm, I'm sure it's an Amstrad game. Oh. And it's you're, it's like a blue screen with green bits of gra- grass on it, and you're. <laughs> oh, I can't remember the name. Is, of it, the bloody is it Harrier Attack? No, it's like oh. a little character that you're navigating down the screen. Oh, what's it called? Rolling on the ropes. It might have been that. Well, I'm going to pick one of those, actually. Should I pick Rolling on the ropes or should I pick Streets of Rage? Well, oh, uh, I'm not going to sway you. I'm going to pick Streets of Rage 2. That's really? it. My official choice for number seven, we've just ascertained it now, off the top of my head, It's Streets of Rage 2. It's a game... Criminally, I only picked up about three years ago. I'm going to tell you the story behind this. I went into my local game station, which no longer exists in Wigan. Indeed. It's now a Greg's, incidentally. So if you go in there and ask for video games, they'll give you a punch in the face, or at least a sandwich. Can I just say before you go, and that's a change for the better, but carry on. (laughs) Really? Greg's? Oh, yes. Ah. They do good sandwiches, ladies and gentlemen. This stream is sponsored by Greg's. No, it isn't. Sponsored by Greg, just a dude called Greg. Anyway, no, my local game station in Wigan, which no longer exists, I went in there one afternoon, and there used to be an upstairs section where they had retro games. Nobody ever went up there because it was unmanned. Mm. Or maybe it was unmanned because nobody ever went up there, except me. Although I always had the feeling they were watching me through the CCTV. Anyway. Voyeur. Yeah, swines. Just watching me picking up my flipping tenth copy of Brian Lara Cricket off the shelf. <laughs> Don't you have that game ten times already? No, no! I'm a collector! I collect Brian Lara Cricket games. The same copy, over and over again. Anyway. That's the word of the day, that, anyway. For me, it is. Yeah. <laughs> the story was... <laughs> we're telling a story here, aren't we? I forgot. Yes. Completely sidetracked. Anyway, I went into my local game station and they had, behind the glass cabinet, a Mega Drive 2. And I thought, oh, I'm going to buy that. How much is it? A tenner. Sold. Although, I didn't get all the games with it. I got Bart vs. the Space Mutants, Sonic 1, and... And... 
Mega Games. <laughs> he hit a lot of balls. No, Mega Games three, I think, and that's ah. the one that has that's the one that has Streets of Rage two on it. Mm. As soon as I got home, I started playing on it and actually filmed myself playing on it for the first time. And that is on my channel somewhere, but don't go and watch it because it's horrible. I just filmed the TV because I was rendering out a different video at the time. Incidentally, that video I didn't ever upload. So there you go. How ironic is that? Very ironic. But that £10 Mega Drive serves me well because it's better than the one I've had since the mid-90s. The one I've had since the mid-90s has had so many running repairs to it. My uncle, basically, I gave it him to fix because it was broken. And he half fixed it. He sorted the AC cable. And then also, I sold it to my granddad and then got it back off him. So it's been on quite a lot of journeys through our family, that Mega Drive. And I never did give him the £10 back for the game, for the Mega Drive. <laughs> I, I, I think that was a good... I mean, go back to when you bought the, the Mega Drive for £10 out of Game Station. I think that's a good deal, I mean, especially now. I, think, I, I guess this must have been at the start before retro gaming became really big. Well, it depends what you mean by that, because it was about 2011. They did have a game in there for £30, a Mega Drive game, Fantasy Star, one of the Fantasy Star games, I can't remember which, but it was £30. Oh, excuse me. It was £30. There was no way I was paying that, especially considering Sonic Sonic was 25 pence. There's a huge difference there. Excuse me, I've got a bit of wind here. (laughs) Late night wind. What end is it coming out? That's a problem. I'd rather not say. <laughs> Both at the same time. Ooh. That'll be a burp. Or a furp. A furp. Furp. Furp Reynolds. Furp Reynolds. Furp. Sounds like a Hicks word, doesn't it? I'm going out back for a herp. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, Suits of Rage 2 is actually one that I've only managed to play recently well, in the last few months, since I got my um, emulators on my PSP, I downloaded a whole lot of uh, Mega Drive games on there, and uh, I've got Streets of Rage 1 and 2, and uh, I've, I've actually played through the first two levels of Streets of Rage 2. Streets of Rage 1 is a great game also, but I'm picking 2, because that's the one I've played more. Yeah. I can't remember if you picked this in your first time round. I don't think you did. I don't think I did. I may have talked about Streets of Rage at some point, though, because, yeah. as I've said, as I've said, <laughs> it's amazing the amount of hours we've clocked up on the Retro One Limb Network, on Retro One Limb Live, and all these other places on YouTube. Yeah, you went through on one of your, I think it was one of your live streams uh, that I was on, and you played through the full Streets of Rage too. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I was actually watching back the other night. Because I'm thinking of editing it down and doing a full playthrough version. I think you should. I'm getting ready. Stu uh, joins me in the later half of that. He does? Yes, he does. And he talks about his car, which breaks. Sorry, you were going to say something. I was going to say, talking about emulators, um, I've just purchased or um, invested, uh, I think I touched on this earlier on, uh, an Xbox, uh, original Xbox. Uh, you may have seen this on Monkey Spazzy's um, channel. I've couple of months ago as well. It's basically a, a modded Xbox with uh, over 12,000 games on it. Really? Oh, yeah. sounds dodgy, sounds illegal. Yeah, it's not... 
yeah, it's it's all perfectly perfectly legal. Honest officer, it's Honest all above officer. board. I bought it with my own pennies. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I don't know if I should do a video of this when it comes, but, um, you know, based on the fact that it may be slightly iffy. <laughs> oh, why not? Do it! No, Monkey Spies did it. Ah, well, we know what he's like, though. Yeah. He has a monkey in his pants. Yeah. Actually, Monkey Spies, um, he broke his Xbox yesterday. His monkey? He broke his monkey in his pants? Oh, sorry. No, he broke his Xbox yesterday trying to... He tried to get his, um, his system um, with all the games on it, trying to get it into 720p, ah. and he did something wrong and broke it. So do you think that's marginally better or worse than having your cat pee on it? Worse, because at least when my cat peed on mine, it still worked. It's, oh, right. I just dumped it because it was stinky. It smelled. Yeah. It was the tainted PlayStation. Just think, somebody probably picked that up off the off the tip and sold it on a boot sale. Oh, look, a PlayStation 2. <laughs> oh, this smells funny. Do you know what the, the ironic thing is? After we bought it back last year when I bought it from CEX. <laughs> the same one. <laughs> probably the and same it's, one. It still smells of cat pee. <laughs> no, I didn't, because I bought a PS2 Slim. It was a PS2 original, but I was chucked away. Isn't cat pee particularly potent because it has some sort of chemical in it that makes it really, really smelly and attractive well, to other cats? I don't know. I'll tell you a true story. It's, it's, I mean, what I was saying there about it, it stunk, I wouldn't have known because I actually don't have a sense of smell. <laughs> uh, I only know it stunk. I only chucked it out because my wife said it stunk, right? It's sticking the house out. You need to chuck it away. But I can't stink. I can't smell. Sorry. Um, which reminds me of a story I, I went into work. This is not going to paint me in a good light, but I don't care. I went into work one day, and I remember a lot of the girls were kind of spraying stuff about, like kind of cochlear, like as if something was smelling. And uh, I didn't really think any more of it, um, but I, there, was, there must be some sort of smell. Anyway, um, I went to the pub later that night, and uh, the first thing my mate said to me in the pub was, "Oh, you smell like cat piss." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. It was my jacket that had the cat smell on it. The cat had must have peed in my jacket. Oh, these cats are nothing but trouble. Can yeah. you not teach them to pee outside? No. So anyway, I didn't realise the, the jacket smell of cat pee because I don't have a sense of smell. I had no idea. So I went, all went to work on the bus with this cat pee smelling jacket. And I've been sticking out the whole work all day. And then I went to the pub with this Maybe jacket Maybe it was the bus. You picked up the smell from the bus. Because they generally do smell of cat pee, don't they, buses? That is true. Especially buses where I come from, they're actually disgusting. I'm sure Novabug could testify as well. Yeah. Actually, I was sitting in the bus. I know we're digressing again. I was sitting in the bus one night, and it wasn't even late. It was maybe about 6 o'clock in the evening. I'm coming back from work. And... um, I just happened to look round to my right hand side, I'm sitting on the left hand side of the bus, and I see this stuff dribbling down the, the alleyway of the bus, and basically a guy in the back of the bus has done a pee. And it's, really? Yeah, it's just went all the way down, from me <laughs> sitting all the way down the alleyway to the front of the bus, it was a stream of pee. Was he drunk? Probably, yeah, I think he was in the pub, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was it. So every time somebody stood up, to get off the bus, so I was standing on pee, slipping all over the place. Ah, suddenly it all makes sense to me now. Yeah. Right, 
here in Wigan, we have stagecoach buses. And on yeah. certain stagecoach buses, they have carpets on the roof, but not the floor. That's the reason why. Because you can't pee on the roof. <laughs> you could try. Probably you could actually pee on the roof. Right. Well, you'd have, you'd have to have a good aim. Yeah, you'd have to be quite powerful as well. I think that if I had been drinking a lot of lager and I had a lot of pee built up, I think I could reach the roof, no problem. That sounds like a challenge. So next time I'm on the bus and I <laughs> the way home for a night out, I'm going to try it. Hold on a minute, I'll just... That, yep, that's ticked off the list. Right. We've covered the whole gamut of toilet humour tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you should feel privileged. Yeah. And I thought we did a lot of toilet humour in Evil Healers episode. Oh my goodness. Tonight we've broken the record. Well done. Do you think we should move on to my final game now, please? Probably for the best. Yes. This is the big finale, which you actually ruined in the first ten minutes by mentioning it. Oops, sorry. I can guarantee you nobody else in Desert Island Games would have picked this game or indeed a game for this format. Right. Because it's a Teletext game. Oh dear. It's Bamboozle. Oh dear. Oh, yes. Man. Oh, if one, had, if one had done, saved that Teletext quiz until the end. It doesn't matter. I oh, loved sorry. that quiz. I loved the quiz. Explain, explain to um, some of our audience who may not have experienced Teletext or indeed experienced this game, what was the premise behind it? I would gladly explain. Yes. If you've ever seen Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, it's basically the Minecraft version of that, with Minecraft aesthetics. Which I might add came out before Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, so who ripped off who? Anyway, carry on. Yes. Bamba Boozler, who is Chris Tarrant, basically, poses 12 questions, or 15 in the earlier days, and you've got to answer them all in a row. Using your teletext keys. There's a red button, a blue button, a green button and a yellow button. And each of those corresponds to one of the answers on screen. If you hit the wrong answer, you go to a wrong answer screen and have to start again. Or a save point. Does he not say you've been bamboozled or something like that? No. That's right. Bambette no. comes up. We've ascertained that's her name. <laughs> she comes up and says, you've been bamboozled. You have to go back to question one, you blimmin' idiot. And then once you've completed the quiz... It asks you how many you've got right on the first attempt and gives you a score. So say one to three, you're a complete idiot. Three to ten, you're Mr. Average. Ten to fifteen, you're awesome. Only not like that. Only in a more teletexty, witty sort of way. Yes. And that is the very simple premise of bamboozle, which is a lot simpler than animal, vegetable, and mineral, I must say. It was easy <laughs> to explain. Now, here's something that you may or may not know about Bamboozle. Did you know you can actually download a free app on iPhone where you can play the original Bamboozle game? Yes, but I've never done so. Let's do it live. Yes! Because I've just downloaded it as we speak. Oh, come on, let's play it. Let's play it. Let's play Bamboozle. Unfortunately, yourself and the viewers at home can't see this, so you'll need to use your imagination and my explained as it goes along. Can you not camcord yourself doing it and post a video on YouTube later so people can watch? No, don't do that, don't do that. I, w- I would actually, that's, you know, I'll make that the next in my series, series of iPad 
play for us. That's interesting. Yes, I'll do that. But we'll play a live version on air now. Okay, let's yes. do it. Right. Well, I would do the theme tune, but there is no theme tune to Bamboozle because Teletext has no sound. So we'll just have to go. We'll just have to do this. Right. The word... Oh, we'll get Bamboozle. Okay. The word topographic can only mean which prog rock band. Yes, Focus, Led Zeppelin, or ELP. PLP? Yeah. Is that not ELO? It says P. Da, that, see, that's where it tries to throw you. That's obviously not, that's obviously a, not the right answer. You see? I'm gonna guess yes. We'll go for yes, which is a red button, ladies and gentlemen, but I know you can't see it, but it is a red button. Press the red button! Correct! Yes! We've got one! Eight. Who covered the Pretenders song Don't Get Me Wrong for the Radio 1's 40th anniversary album? Was it Amy Winehouse, Lolly Allen, Kylie Minogue or Natasha Bedenfield? Well, this sounds like the sort of thing that Amy Winehouse would do, so I would say Amy Winehouse. So we're going red again. Bamboozled again. Five seconds. Oh! Bamboozled again. That's the first time. Right. So... You have to guess now, is it Lily Allen, Kylie Minogue, or Natasha Bedenfield? Bedenfield sorry. Lily Allen. Yeah, I was going to say that as well. Correct. Yes! Correct. Although we don't get a point for that because we were wrong the first time. Yeah. That's the rules of bamboozle, ladies and gentlemen. It is. General election Poland Day has been a first day since the 1930s, the 1900s, the 1950s, or the, or the 1880s. Wow. Wow, really? Yeah. Is that a real question? That's that's what Bamba's asking us. 1980s. Okay. 1980s was not an option. It was 1880s was an option. Oh, right. <laughs> the other options are 1930s, <laughs> 1900s, or 1950s. <laughs> 1880s. Really, as far back as that? Okay, we'll go yeah. for the blue button. Bamba says, no, five-second penalty. Five-second penalty? Yeah. And by the way, that was Bamber that came up. It wasn't his wife. Just saying. Oh, he's so, doing two jobs now these yeah, days. Yeah, he's doing two jobs. See, uh, maybe she's maybe they're divorced. We just don't know, do we? It's the cuts, isn't it? Yeah. He's not on teletext anymore. He has to do it from <laughs> shed. <laughs> so is it 1930s, 1900s, or 1950s? Oh, I don't give a stuff. 1930s. <laughs> Correct. Hey. Rich people often have accounts with private bank Coots & Co., but this is owned by a larger banking group, which is Lloyd's Banking Group, HBOS, Barclays, or Santander. Can you repeat the question, please, Bob? Yeah. Rich people often have accounts with private bank Coots & Co., but this is owned by a larger banking group, which is... Right, Coots & Co. Yeah, I've heard of this bank because a lot of people in my line of work, uh, when I'm dealing with their accounts, um, use this account. Um, so I've seen it before and I'm sure somebody told me once it was I believe it's Barclays but the choices are Lloyd's HBOS Barclays or Santander hmm I'd probably guess Barclays on the basis they're the biggest yeah oh not quite what the doctor ordered five second penalty mm, I should have known that I'm with Barclays I, I, I would say it's definitely not Santander 
Hitch? No, it's not that one, I don't think. What was the other one? Lloyds? Lloyds. Lloyds Banking Group. I pressed that and it was correct. <laughs> yes. Right. We've still got one point, by the way. By the way, let's speed through these because we're question 5 or 12. Let's do one uh, more. <laughs> which gas does a beer can widget release? <laughs> <laughs> Oxygen, nitrogen, carbon dioxide or hel- helium? This is a good question. Yeah. I don't think it's helium. Because no. that would be interesting, though, if it was helium, because you could do the squeaky voice thing. Well, they'd probably kill you. I think it's carbon dioxide. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Oh, dear. You have been bamboozled. Okay, oh. it must be oxygen or, or nitrogen, then. I think it is oxygen, isn't it? Okay. Nope. Well, screw me. It's nitrogen. There you go. Uh, well, by process of elimination, we have deduced that, indeed, beer widgets are made of nitrogen. Yeah. Hey, hey, Timmy. If we breathe oxygen in the day, what do we breathe at night? Nitrogen! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I will bring you a full playthrough of that game on my next iPad playthrough. Series. Yes, please, please. Yes. I'll join you for it if you wish. Okay, yes, we'll sort that out. In fact, I'm going to do a proper bamboozle playthrough on Teletext at some point, because there are some versions on the internet emulated, not proper, emulated, and I'm going to play them. For your amusement. Okay. Or my amusement, anyway. So that was the eighth game done. If yes, want... that's all our games. Yeah, if you want, uh, we can speed through the book. Because I know you didn't really want to pick a book the last time. Yes, I don't actually have a book prepared. But I should say the ultimate wisdom anthology, which is all the wisdoms ever. This is the Wisdom Cricketer's Almanac. Compiled since the dawn of time and it's 10 bajillion pages long and I'm going to pick that brilliant it's not a real book but I will not expand on that because I don't know anything about cricket (laughs) (laughs) okay and have you thought of a luxury item then I have indeed you may rule this out though but I hope not I'll try I was thinking about this the other day it's a type of food specifically a chocolate bar and I'm going to pick a full box of Whisper Gold. Why would I ever roll that out? I don't know. You're not allowed to take food or something. I will not just give you... No, you can bring food. That's so much right. As long as you can't communicate with it, it's fine. I will not <laughs> give you a whole box, though. I will give you a year's supply. Oh, cool. But as long as you don't eat your whole year's supply in a week. I promise I will not do that. Yes. I've got my fingers crossed. Whisper Gold, do they even still do that now? Yes, they do. do There's a whole story behind this. I used to quite like it as a kid. They had regular Whisper. Mm -hmm. They had Whisper Gold, which was Whisper with Caramel. And they had Whisper Bite, which was Whisper with Biscuit. And then all of a sudden, for no reason whatsoever, they just got rid of them. Completely stopped doing all of them. Yes. And there was absolute outrage. So the geeks got together and formed a petition. And... Thankfully, Whisper came back. I do remember this, yep. But, Whisper Gold, it took a few years for Whisper Gold to come back, unfortunately. Mostly from my letters, I should think. This (laughs) is basically the greatest chocolate bar that ever lived. How can you finish the Whisper Gold? I disagree, because um, 
you missed one out of that list. Oh, really? Which is my favourite. Whisper Mint, Whisper Mint. Yes, thank you. Yes. It's my favourite chocolate bar of all time, and they stopped doing it, and I'm not happy. Oh, right. Yeah, well, currently, currently they have Whisper Gold and regular Whisper, and it really, really took a lot of persuading for them to bring back the regular Whisper. I mean, they should be glad that the geeks talked them into doing it, because the Whisper is a massive... Uh, money making thing for them now. I mean, you've got Whisper Bites, the little, you know, packet. All, all the chocolate companies seem to be jumping on this bandwagon of these packeted sweeties, chocolate, little mini chocolate bars. A lot yeah. of the companies are doing it, like Mars Bar are doing it with the little Mars Bar, what are they called, you know, the planets or whatever they are. Um, yes. And you, you can get little you can, you can caramel nibbles, you've got whisper bites, um, little mini twiddles, they're, they're all doing it. It's a big market at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So it makes sense to bring it back, and yeah. they did. I think it was about 2011 they brought it back temporarily for six yeah. months. Now, they said this was limited edition, so I was gutted when mm. I heard they stopped doing it. So I went out to eBay, and I bought a full box, a 32-pack, no way. And I ate them within like a week. No, I didn't really. They lasted a few months. But after that, that was it. All the Whisper Golds were gone, I thought. But thankfully, they brought it back maybe last year, the year before. And, and I'm happy again. I had one yesterday, actually, funnily enough. And that is the reason why I have picked Whisper Gold. Because it reminded me how much I used to enjoy the Whisper Gold as a kid. And I'm glad that they brought it back. In fact... There is a website, oh, a Chocolate Bars Reviews website, Ooh. that I was looking up a long, long time ago. See, it's a little bit sad, really, because mm. I used to write a column for Today.com, a website called Today.com, and I did an article on the Whisper Gold and how they were going to bring it back. So I did some research into this. And on one particular website, they give ratings out of 10 for these right. different sweets and chocolate bars. Now, the Whisper Gold had 9.8, and that was far and away ahead of every other chocolate bar on this website. It was like 8.8 .8 was the nearest for a twirl, Cadbury's twirl or something. And I thought, yes, you're 100% right, man. This is the king of chocolate bars. It should come back. And if they don't bring it back, it's a travesty. Yeah. So why, why did it always do away with all the best stuff? Yes, I've just thought of another one now, Spira. That was quite good. Yeah, that is spooky. That was just exactly what I was about to say, Spira. That was my favourite. And I've actually just looked it up on the... I was just in the middle of typing it into Google when you said that there, because I was already thinking about it. Um, oh, I believe. I'm just, oh, I'm looking at the packaging and I want one. I want Spira. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they've finished them, although you yeah. may be able to find them in certain pound shops because they import them from abroad. They still do them abroad? I don't know. They may have. They may not. But that's the good thing about pound shops. You can sometimes find weird chocolate that they sell abroad that you don't have in this country. Yeah. Like white white lion bars. I'm not even sure if they do them in this country. Oh, the white lion bars became a thing on Retro and Lim. Right. It all started when on, I think it was the 8th edition of the podcast, we had Stu, Retro Games 1979, and the 90s video game dude, Rich on. And we got into this conversation about lion bars, the best chocolate bars, and it came up 
I think it was Rich's favourite chocolate bar was the Lion Bar. And I said, oh, I had a white Lion Bar the other day. And they said, no, really? What's a, light, a white Lion Bar? So it went when... Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, you can get them from the pound shop. And I've seen them. They still sell them. Honest, Gov. <laughs> and actually at Play Expo, I took some I took some along and gave Stee one. And I was going to give Stu one, but I think they got eaten. Oh, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Never mind. I was just looking at the page for Spider. Apparently that was actually discontinued in May 2005. Yes. So it's been nine years since I've had a Spider. Really? Has it been that far away? I remember talking about this, actually, on the first edition of the Retro on Limb podcast, going back into nostalgia mode here. <laughs> I said, I actually talked about Spiders because... Tubers, who was the guest, said one of his favourite games was Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> and the only thing that I could think of was Cadbury Spyro. <laughs> yeah. It, I was also thinking of um, I, I mean, they had a, I think it must have been a limited edition. Um, they had, uh, I'm moving on to crisps now, they had tomato ketchup flavoured frisps. frisps. Oh, yeah. Do you know those frisps that you yeah, get? Yeah. They had a tomato ketchup flavour of them and they were absolutely gorgeous. Oh, amazing. Tomato ketchup flavoured crisps can be amazingly good. They yeah. used to do a very, very cheap version of what's it's at my local newsagents. It was a happy shopper. And the name of the, cho- the crisp was thingies. Thingies. Tomato flavoured thingies. They lasted you ages and they only cost 10 pence. Oh. I, I actually, I'm sitting here now and wanting a packet of tomato ketchup crisps. A Whisperman and a Spider. Well, if, any, if anybody's got any of those out there, if anybody's been hoarding them, please send them in. Now, this could happen because yeah. I did read earlier this year that a Whisper from about 10 years ago that was stuck behind somebody's couch sold on eBay for about a tenner. See, I would only like to do that if it had been kept in a freezer or frozen and, you know, saved. Because you know, if you defrost that, it would still be edible, I think, wouldn't it? Oh, Stuart Ashton would eat it. Yeah. My, uh, well, my ex-boss in work, we were doing an office flip last year, and uh, we were clearing out stuff, and he found a, a Twix, and <laughs> he, looked, he looked in the back of it, and I think it said something like uh, 1999, and uh, he ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and is he dead now? No. Oh. I don't think he ate the whole Twix. I think he ate like a, a, a couple of bites and then he went, no, 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 I don't like that at all. <laughs> How did it taste? Chewy? He uh, said it, it didn't taste that surprisingly bad, but he just discovered, he just decided that, yeah, it's probably not good reason, health and safety wise, to, to carry on eating it. So. so that Twix was there for 15 years? Yeah, somebody's, we clean out drawers and they found it. Wow. Yeah. Should have sent it to Ashens. Yeah. <laughs> he would have eaten it. I like that episode of Ashens where he buys a um, cheeseburger in a tin. Have you seen that episode? I probably have. And it's quite a recent one actually. And it, he opens it up and he's actually, because he, he's seeing, obviously, you get a nice picture of a cheeseburger in a bun on the outside of the packet, but it's only going to be the burger. But he opens it up, and to his surprise, you actually get the bap in the tin as well. Really? <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, 
I've had those microwavable burgers. You know, the ones in, yes. like, the rip-off packet, and I'm you can not... just stick them in the microwave. Are you talking about the ones you used to get from the frozen department or the rustlers here? There's two different ones. I yeah. used to, ages and ages ago, I used to have the frozen ones from the yeah. dipping freezer, and... You basically, they came in a packet, a white packet. I remember, you cook, I got as well. Yep. You cooked them in the packet, and then you had to turn them over halfway, otherwise they'd go hard. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. The, well, or did you eat it when it was all hard? Yes, it was like... So to speak. It was like eating 15-year-old Twix. To be, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you cooked those things properly... And you and you bought certain ones. I think the farm food ones were good. They were actually quite edible. They were not that bad. Absolutely, you could get yeah. pretty high end ones for like yeah. two quid or something yeah. for free. And they would have like secret herbs and spices and stuff, and you could put yeah. cheese on them, and they'd taste okay. They didn't taste like reconstituted ass like they do these days. Yeah. And the ones you can buy now that are just like in the fridge section, like Russell's Burgers, they're quite nice. Yeah, I've actually got one of those in the fridge. I may have it later. Yes, I like those. The, uh, a company called, I shouldn't say this because we'll get sued, but whatever. A company called Feasters do these burgers as well, and they're not nearly as good. Right, are they the cheap version? I think they are cheaper, yeah. Oh no, you lie, because I've had one of these, Ooh. and it was pretty good. I thought... I saw it on the shelf for a pound. It said, get this, southern fried chicken with jalapeno cheese. And I thought, uh, I'm not trying oh, to I'm trying that. And it, yeah. was pretty, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was better than I thought. I think Russell's burgers are overpriced. I think, I think it's like something like one ninety nine for a burger. Ah, uh, yes. Pounder. Go to your pound shop. They'll probably yeah. have them for a quid. And you can probably get them for even well, cheaper. I've only seen, I've only ever seen the only rustlers I've ever seen in the pound shop are the the hot, uh, rustlers hot dogs. Oh, horrible, horrible! That's they're not great. They're not bad though. I mean, they're not the worst thing in the world. That's well, it. I'm a I like the chicken ones because I'm a chicken addict. Uh, I'm not. I don't eat chicken. Yeah, I should qualify that when I was talking about those burgers. I mean the chicken ones because I don't really have the beef ones. <clears throat> right. Sometimes I do, but mostly chicken, because I'm, I'm obsessed with chicken. I've been obsessed with chicken since I was about 10. It's all I eat, pretty much. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I could tell you, oh, this is going to sound sad, but probably I've had chicken every day for as long as I can remember at some point. No. Even if it's just, even if it's just like a chicken sandwich. <laughs> or a packet of chicken crisps. Yes, that counts, I guess. Those chicken crisps. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. going to sound pretty sad now. Did they ever say, no, not at all, because um, I'm... Pro- hold on, stop it. I'll get a cat attacking... Oh, don't let it pee on you. No, he doesn't pee, he's a good boy. <laughs> it's the older one that used to pee. He just meows instead. The Desert Island cat. You should do a video about your cat. I should do. Steve Benway does videos about his cats. On his Benway's World channel, on yes. On Benway's World, yeah. Hmm. I was not sure what, what was I talking about. We were talking about burgers... Oh yeah, no, I said, no, it's not sad, what you're saying, no, it's probably sad, but it's not sad because um, I'm probably the fussiest eater in the world, and basically, essentially, I eat kids' meals, I, all I eat are like burgers, pizzas, uh, and, and if I'm not having chips with these things, I'll have like smiley faces, uh, you know, all uh, right. or mini potato waffles, or, you know, um, potato letters, you know, oh. that sort of thing. 
Potato waffles are quite good, yes. Yeah. I eat all that. Um, very first eater. So, but here's a strange thing, right? I don't know why we got on this subject. I hate anything that's not a burger or a pizza or anything like that. Sausage roll. But yeah, see, when it comes to crisps, I'll eat almost any flavour of crisps. <laughs> it, I'll eat it. What's the sauce for? Yeah, what's the sauce? Pickled onion, prawn cocktail, roast chicken, anything. But the actual fins, for real, just can't eat them. And Give me chicken flavour. Here's, here's an even worse thing. Right? I like anything with tomato. I like I love tomato ketchup, tomato <laughs> soup, tomato crisps. Mm. Tom- anything tomato, but I don't like tomatoes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, have you ever actually eaten a tomato whole, just like raw? No. Good uh, good idea. Better not to. I just don't get it. I just... I, I think it's all tied in with my sense of smell and uh, lack thereof. Probably. I think I, I, I think I can't eat certain foodstuffs because yeah. my sense of smell's not there. You're actually right, because I, I'm not a fan of tomatoes, but I have eaten tomato sauce. In fact, I quite like relish. Uh, I don't like relish. So when I have a hot dog and you and people put mustard and relish and all this sort of stuff, I just put tomato sauce on it. Yeah, you can't beat good old tomato sauce. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want I don't want tomato sauce on the island because that would go horribly with my luxury item, which is whisper gold. Although it would go well with fish, I get the feeling I'd be eating a lot of fish, especially after the supply of whisper gold had run out. Ah, but I thought you actually didn't like fish. The d- d- Oh dear, I've created a time paradox. <laughs> I'm s- scrabbling around to try and retcon that now. Ah, uh, wait, uh, no, uh, that's, but it's all part of the lie because you said at the start that you actually killed and ate Barry Yak, but that was just a lie because Barry's still alive. So that whole not eating fish fin must be part of that story, so you're fine. Yes, I did it for the sake of entertainment. Yes. It wasn't real. See? I didn't really kill him. I killed him... With tomato ketchup. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's a saucy story. Hey! <laughs> anyway, I think we're getting, we're getting on to all sorts of weird and wonderful subjects, and um, it's after midnight, and I've kept you long enough, so I think we better end it there. Well, thank you very much for having me on again. I look forward to the cycle starting again. 32 is going to be whoever was after me last time. Was it Rich? Uh, no, that um, it was Scott, but we're not going to say cool. Although I will happily have Scott, Rich, Chris, anybody back on. But I, this was the purpose of this. Ironically, it didn't work out because there were technical problems. The purpose of this was I wanted to have you on the show live, so people could interact. But that didn't happen because we'll do it off air. But um, never mind. <laughs> you know, the idea was there. Yes, yeah. I enjoy ideas just as much as the shows. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll get these guys back on, of course, I will. But I've got to give other guys a, a chance as well. And I think uh, I've got a few people. Um, people are actually demanding that I get um, Raz on. Razamataz. Speaking oh. of Raz, whatever his name is. So has, um, has he agreed to come on yet? He he wants to come on. Uh, we did discuss it a few months ago and uh, he was busy at work and in the last few weeks he's been he plugged Desert Island Games on he's given me a shout out on his on his channel and um, 
people have been commenting saying you've got to get Raz on, you've got to get so he's by popular demand and we'll need to try and get Raz on in the next episode. That's what I'm going to try and work on. Well, I'm trying to figure out the chords to your intro theme so I can play you a version. But before you go, do that. I need to plug something. Go ahead. Retro Unknown Live, the movie, episode 36, is this, this Friday at half eight. Retro Unknown Live, the movie? Yes. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So exclusive that even Harry Act didn't know about it. Yes, that's correct. This is the first I've heard of this. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Okay. I wonder what the cards are. Well, we'll go with that. Do you want me to play, do you want me to play this song again? So... Go on, play it again. Play it again, Sam. I need to. I just realised we're no longer on the studio version, so I need to get it on my uh, YouTube. You can edit this later, I guess. I might leave this in. This is the this is the beauty of it. This is the beauty of the and it my channel. Ah. Uh, wait, hold on. Hey, we'll try that. Try this. Try this. <laughs> oh wait, we need to get a foot pressure on one. Should it be first at one? In a minute, in a second now. Then, there we go. of the song I can't remember right that's good trapped trapped I can't get the right key that's the right chord trapped on an island no I'll do it again and this time I'll do it correctly play the game yeah Did you write that? No, I didn't. No. Well, actually, 
That's enough of that, because I can't sing. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Maybe we should edit this bit. <laughs> no, we'll leave it in. Okay. But yes, uh, plug done. Desert Island Games song attempted. Um, I think we've nothing Horribly. more. Horribly. Yeah, nothing more to add unless you've got anything to plug yourself. Ooh. Maybe, maybe not. I can't think. No, not really. Watch Are You Live on Friday? Yes, the movie. The movie, yes. Yeah. Oh, I wonder who's going to play me in this movie. I think it's going to be your brother, Barry. Oh, the swine. Yeah, he's got the part. Dave will be Keanu Reeves. Indeed. Will you be, you'll be Billy Connolly? I was going to say I'll be Peter Griffin. Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who'd be Scott? No, we're not going to go into this. No, that's could not get, good. Could get a live list. Yeah. Or slander, slanderous. Scott, Scott would be played by um, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. There you go. <laughs> Keanu Reeves would play everybody. Of course no, because I just remember. No, I didn't mean Keanu Reeves because that's Dave. What I meant to say was uh, George Clooney. <laughs> George uh, George Clooney will play Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. In his Batman outfit. That was me attempting to play the Batman tune. I heard that, yeah. Okay, shall we... Oh, wait a minute. I've just realised something. Oh, I could have... I could have just let this go but I've just realised we've went a full episode without an army impression what games would you take now with you come on kids I don't know the words that's terrible. I don't Everyone is tuning in. Everyone is tuning in. 2J76 Game. I'm so used to that as a sound bite. <laughs> that was terrible. That was horribly out of tune. I'm still using it. Okay, thank you very much. I think we should wrap this up now before it gets any more embarrassing.